RMA would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Dharawal people. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to other Aboriginal people listening today. Having, yeah, having the girls there, um, it, it just, it gives you a, a bit more of like a reason to run. And I know that sounds very, you know, strange, but I think when you're out on the trails and, and you know, you start thinking through, you know, your head goes in all different places and, and just knowing that your girls are there at the finish line and um, ready to watch you come through, it just kind of makes it, all that bit easier to get through some of the harder moments in your runs. I, I think for me, I, I just, I, I'm wanting to show the girls that they can do whatever they want to do. I think, you know, running has been a very important outlet for me um, with my journey with, you know, my um, battle with my mental health and just general life. You know, we all have different things going on and having that ability to get out and just clear yourself and do amazing things while doing so and um, exploring new places and meeting new people and everything I, and and just as I said most importantly making that time for yourself and proving to them that if you want to do it you can. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a fabulous guest for you, Maddie Wild from Victoria. I wanted to speak to Maddie about her experience being one of our RMA members um, and a running mum of just 26 years of age. I specifically wanted to talk to Maddie because a lot of us come to motherhood um, as a bit of an unknown journey. Well, all of us really don't really know what motherhood is going to look like. But for Maddie, she found out that she was pregnant with her first daughter when she was only 19. And I wanted to get the perspective of her as a mother, what that meant for her. What did that look like? What was she scared about? What was the unknown for her? And how did she get through that time? Most 19-year-olds are only just working out their life and that was the case for Maddie. She had just finished you know, school and she was almost finished uni and she was trying to work out what the future was to hold for her and her partner at the time and I'm sure that this was quite a challenging time for her as you'll hear in this conversation. But Maddie did have her daughter um, and she has now a second child as well. So she has a two-year-old and six-year-old. Um, and we've, you know, fast forwarded six years into this journey of motherhood and I wanted to get her perspective on all the lessons that she learned along the way. Maddie did suffer from postnatal depression um, as a result of her experience having her children. Um, but also I wanted to talk to her about how she overcame those dark moments um, through using the vehicle of exercise and community. Maddie not only participates in running, but she is an avid football player playing AFL um, and she also loves to participate in the obstacle race scene in things like Spartan. So we do talk about that as well. I love just getting the perspective of different motherhood journeys in the RMA podcast and I really wanted this perspective because a lot of our members are young like Maddie um, and 
it was hard for her to find connection with other young mums, which was part of her story. She finally did find that connection through RMA and through her sporting journey. And I'm just so thrilled that she was able to find that um, and to find her true self and what she is capable of. I hope you love this episode as much as I did. So let me introduce you to Maddie Wild. Before we begin, a message from this week's sponsor, Physiocram Massage Gel. Physiocram has been helping Running Mums Australia to achieve their running goals for years now and ease those post-training muscular aches and pains. Hurting sucks and Physiocram has our back. To get your own Physiocram, head to www.physiocram.com.au. Don't forget, if you're a member of the member program, you can get 20% off with your member code. You can also find Physiocram at your local pharmacy. Hi, Maddie. Welcome to the RMA podcast. Hi, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Well, we've been wanting to get this podcast to happen for quite a while. So apologies on my end um, that it's taken so long, but I believe there's a time for everything and this is the perfect time. Um, had a little bit of a hiatus coming up and I thought this is the perfect time to actually record a podcast and kind of get my act together. <laughs> so <laughs> I need to get another one out there in the world. But I thought, you know, I've been wanting to talk to you for ages about your journey. Um, and as you know, and everyone listening, the RMA podcast is meant to be the stories of the women in our network um, and a few extras um, just to inspire us and encourage us that everybody has a story. And when you reached out to me a few years ago about your journey. Um, I thought it was really an interesting and unique journey in terms of I hadn't actually met somebody who was so much younger than myself, I guess, in our network um, who was still, who was really inspired by the people around her in her running journey and being part of RMA. And, you know, you really wanted to become involved and um, and share your journey with other people and, and not everybody is open to doing that. So thank you for coming. Um, I wanted our conversation to really speak to particularly the younger, I guess, women in RMA, younger mums um, mm -hmm. in their 20s um, that may have been thrust into motherhood earlier than they thought or, you know, feel like um, they don't have the, the people around them that, that, that they need um, as a young mum. So that's what, where this um, this story is going to go and I hope that lots of people learn from your experiences. But before we get into that, um, let's just tell the people a little bit about yourself, where are you from and, yeah, what's your family consist of? Um, so I'm obviously Maddie. I'm from Melbourne um, and I've got two little girls. So my oldest girl is six and my youngest one is two. Um, as you mentioned, I had my oldest one quite young. So I was 20 years old when um, I had my first daughter. And um, it wasn't necessarily what we had planned for my life, but I'm a strong believer that um, everything happens in life for a reason and mm -hmm. things come to you when they're meant to come to you. Um, and I'm also a strong believer of our children choose us. Mm -hmm. So um, when, yeah, Harper came into this world, there was no looking back. And mm -hmm. obviously she changed my world forever. 
Absolutely. <laughs> sure she did. Oh my goodness. And obviously um, you have a partner and you work part-time as well. Um, yeah. You're also a personal trainer. Um, so you're a business analyst, you work part-time, but you're also a qualified personal trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do want to mention that you don't just run, um, but you do lots of different things. You do strength, you do football, <laughs> um, AFL, which my husband will be really excited about to hear because he loves AFL. Um, and obstacle courses like Spartan events. So we will talk about that. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Because I have such bad upper body strength. I can't ever imagine doing what you do when you put yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot to you. Um, but do you want to just talk about where I'd like to go with a lot of my guests about your upbringing? And mm -hmm. I guess a lot of people's upbringing can shape who they are. Um, mm -hmm. And you had quite a unique and a beautiful upbringing with your family. Do you want to just talk about? What it was like growing up in your family where did you grow up and were you active as a child as well yeah um so growing up i came from a split family um i was between two households and i think my parents did an amazing job of keeping um it stable and consistent there was a lot of communication there which um yeah it was incredible um, and I think you don't really understand or start to appreciate what your parents do until you become a parent yourself. But um, I had, as you mentioned, I had a lot of um, strong influence or um, mentors in my life. So my mum has always been a passionate runner. Um, she was a triathlete as far as I know. Um, in her past life, I've seen photos of her competing and I know that she was an aerobic instructor as well oh, <laughs> I've seen really? some very interesting videos of her <laughs> doing yeah. that so mum's always lived quite a um you know an active life and then my father as well again was quite active um before kids so he was a well he is an ex-professional skier um he actually was qualified for the Australian team and um was on his way to the winter olympics unfortunately he injured himself leading up to so he never got to compete in the olympics but he did compete in a couple of world championships so i think with um you know their passion and their kind of athletic roots they really wanted us or us three kids i should say um i'm the youngest of three so me and my siblings were always given the opportunity to um, explore different types of sports and discover what we really enjoyed. Um, growing up, I did a little bit of everything. <laughs> um, I did a bit of netball. There was a bit of karate in there. Um, I did a bit of basketball and volleyball. And then I think I just kind of found my way to athletics. Um, but it wasn't really until high school that I really found athletics. Um, yep. At school, it was kind of evident that there was something there. Um, at a school level, I was, you know, running in races and won a few races. And I think it was someone in my family said to me, oh, maybe you should invest a bit of energy into that. Um, and then moving up into the next level, um, I decided one day to go down to our local local athletics track 
And the the coaches there took one look at me and looked at my build and said, you're a sprinter. Um, so I've got quite an athletic build. I think I, I take after my father with that. And I think they looked at my legs and, you know, saw the potential power and, you know, started, I guess, conditioning me for sprinting. Now I was a rubbish sprinter. <laughs> <laughs> so was uh, I. <laughs> Yeah, when I, when I was competing, I was always put in like you know one of the last heats and <laughs> yeah, did my best, but it just it wasn't really for me. Um, obviously there was a lot of power there, but something was missing. Um, so I kind of fell out of love with running for a bit, I think, because of that. And um, towards the end of high school, I, I veered away from that for a little bit. Um, and I would. Instead of competing, I would I started to support my mum. So um, mum picked up her ultra running again and started going out on a Sunday morning, disappearing for a few hours, and then would come back through the front door. You know, little did I know achieving amazing distances. <laughs> yeah, he was um, still rolling out of bed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and it was one year I think I was in year eleven. She said to me, "I'm doing this thing, um, Oxfam." And she said, a couple of me and my friends will be doing 100 kilometres. And she said, I need someone to come and pick me up. So I dropped her off and, you know, went off and did my thing. And a few hours later, and I, I came back to pick her up. And it was would have been close to 11 p.m. in, you know, the dark. And I was standing at this finish line, um, not many people there. And I just remember waiting for her with her little headlights bobbing through. And there was just so much emotion there with, you know, other spectators and the event crew and obviously the team that she was with at the finish line. I just, I, I started to go, oh, what is this? Mm -hmm. um, and so I took a little bit more interest in her her um, running. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, that probably leads me to when... I found out that I was going to be a mum. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, <laughs> so when did you find out you were going to be a mum? What was that experience like for you when you found out at 20 um, that you were going to become a mum? Um, look, it, it was, I, I guess, lots of emotions, lots of thoughts. Um, when I found out I was... 19 at the time um it was I, I was just about to turn 20 yeah. and it wasn't I honestly it wasn't on my cards at the time I, I think I would have been two years out of high school trying to figure out what I wanted to do with myself um I wasn't really one of those people that really knew I always had um an interest in how the body worked and you know um human biomechanics so at the time I was studying um I was doing health science and I was in my well about to enter my final year of uni and I, I just wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do what direction I wanted to take so I was a bit a bit of, um, in a limbo if if that makes sense yeah. and it I didn't really feel right um I knew something wasn't quite right but yeah when I found out that I was pregnant um I mean, it, it was a hard decision to make. I, I knew that it would change my life. And I think for a number of reasons, um, I decided to have my daughter 
I think one of the biggest reasons that kind of stood out for me is um, I have some people very close to me in my family that don't even have that ability to make that choice. Um, and I didn't feel comfortable making a decision that not everyone can make. I decided to, you know, have my daughter and it, it I think I learned a lot about myself and not just myself as a person but the people around me um it was quite isolating if if I can be honest um as you can imagine a lot of my friends around me were in very different stages of their life um so it did kind of cause a few of them to drop off and then on the flip side I had friends that you know completely decided to stand by me and it just made our friendship a lot stronger I was very, very lucky at the time. My best friend was actually studying to be a midwife. So I think oh, I became a little bit of, um, you know, a study for her. She followed <laughs> me. Um, but just You're having like a live that, specimen. <laughs> <laughs> um, just having that support network that I was comfortable with, um, you know, she was a bit of a rock with me through that journey. And obviously my mum and all that. My partner, who is still my partner, wasn't quite ready for that journey. So he just did what he needed to do. And he took a bit longer to decide whether or not he wanted to be involved. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. Like you're a baby, really. Like you're 19, you know. My daughter is 19, so I can understand from that perspective of a mom of a 19 year old what that would feel like for if that was to happen to her that Mm. she's only just learning about what she wants in life or trying to figure it out and then all of a sudden you've got these huge life decisions to make Mm -hmm. um, that are not only affect you but affect a lot of people as well um, including your own daughter Um, huge decisions huge decisions and and um, life-changing moments I guess but you know you went on to have your beautiful daughter um Mm. and obviously that is a precious gift um and I can see in the pictures you put up and the way you talk about being a mom and now you've gone on to have another daughter as well but Mm. how much you love being a mom but I can imagine at the time it was quite isolating you know Mm. you're 20 19 20 years old when you have her and then all your friends are still traveling the world or partying or still finishing uni and not really having families yet. Mm. What did that time feel like for you in terms of that network of people? And, and I guess when you become a mum, you still have your strong friendships, but things do shift, like mm. things do change where you kind of need people that understand what you're going through, other mums. Like how did that time feel for you? Was it quite isolating? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I was trying to make the most of everything and, you know, naturally when you become a mum you get connected to mother mother's groups or um, community groups and I, w- I went to a few of them. Um, I was taking all the advice, like I was taking all the advice and, um, you know, listening to all the different experiences that everyone around me had had, you know, my mum, my aunties, my grandmothers, 
And so, yeah, I went to a couple of the mothers groups and it became quite evident in the beginning that even with these women, I, I was in a different stage of life. Um, I think, you know, there was at least 10 years between me and all the women in, in the room and um, it, it, I just it, I didn't feel like I fitted there. And then, you know, with my own social circles doing different things in their life, as you mentioned, either going overseas or studying or going out partying, I didn't feel like I fitted there either. And so I, I was constantly, even though I had support, I didn't feel like I had somewhere that I felt completely comfortable in being. And I, I guess, yeah, as you said, that that just becomes quite isolating. Um, and I, I did start to experience um, signs of postnatal depression. Um, at the time, I didn't really know what it was, but I think we're very lucky these days that there's a lot more awareness around with it because I know, for example, my mum used to say that when back when she had us, there was no knowledge of it and you could be experiencing similar things and there just wouldn't be that um, clinical support, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I addressed I addressed the the warning signs and, you know, went to the doctor and I was pretty lucky. I had a, a family doctor I'd gone to for years. So she kind of knew me quite well and she said, all right, well, what do you want to do about this? And obviously there's there's different avenues you can go down. And I said, I, I just, I, I think I, I need to, well, she actually said, I think you would benefit from getting out there and being active again. You know, it's it's in your roots. It's it's something that you used to do and it's kind of slipped away a bit. So mm. spend that time that you've got while you're on leave um, and just, you know, do do stuff for yourself. So. I started to, you know, go out and I start small and I started to walk with Harper in the pram and I just remember there were days where I would go out and obviously um, listen to my body but I would go out and walk whether it be half an hour or an hour and um, slowly before I knew it those walks started turning into runs and, you know, I would run a little bit and then walk a little bit and then it just kind of kept progressing from there and I entered I remember entering this event um, that I think just popped up on Facebook and it was called Pram Jam. Um, I've seen it a couple times since but I, I, it hasn't really really taken off but it was one of those um, events those virtual events that you can you know accumulate distance for a period of time to raise money for um, yeah. a charity and um, this one, I think it was kind of centered around getting active with the pram. Mm. Um, and so I thought, hey, you know, that's perfect. Um, and I slowly, um, I committed to that. Sorry, I registered myself. And then I, um, you know, I think it was exactly what I needed to keep the momentum going. It's funny when you start doing things that people kind of just come out of the woodwork. My cousin, who also had a, a young son at the time, was into running. Um, and she said to me, hey, have you heard of this community called Running Mums Australia? Um, 
and I said no you know but I wasn't really into the mums groups on Facebook or anything and she said it's it's you know this Facebook group which is a community of mums that all go out running and it's um a great way to connect to mums in your local area or you know pick up little tips or tricks or anything really and um so I I joined the Facebook group and I, I guess the rest rest is history it just it kind of fueled a bit of a fire of something I guess so yeah well apologies <laughs> <laughs> for the rabbit hole you went down but I mean it's funny when you look back though like that was a really hard time in your life I can imagine where a bit of upheaval and a bit of unknowns and probably a bit of fear mm. of like am I going to even be a good mom? like I'm 20 I don't even know what I'm doing um but of mm. course you had a wonderful role model mm. um role models of your own parents and and them raising you um and actually, was your mum around? Like, because I know she lives in a different place to you now, doesn't she? But was she around when you had had Harper? Yeah, she was. Um, she was actually a massive, massive support when I had Harper. When I decided to go back to work, mum was actually working from home at the time. Um, she's worked from home as long as I can remember. I mean... Uh, it was very funny when we went into lockdown and working from home became a thing. It was, you know, <laughs> been there, done that. Like, done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and so she did take on that support role and she worked with Harper at home, which I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for because I was in a job that I couldn't do from home. So I was still able to, you know, go to work and do what I needed financially, bring home yeah. And then, um, you know, come home and be a mum and all that. Yeah. So. so good that you had your mum around. I mean, I can't only imagine how much harder it would have been if yeah. you didn't have that support. Um, but what did it mean for you, like, when you joined RMA and even though you might have stayed behind the scenes for a while and just been the online support group, I guess, mm. the online connection, what did that mean for you as a mum and as a young mum just knowing there was other people out there that enjoyed the same things as you do that were able to juggle motherhood and you know running and and do something for themselves in that sphere I think um you know one of the common things that I found um when I started as I mentioned earlier when I, I became a mum and finding that group where I just didn't feel quite right I think um one of the common differences I found with the other mother mothers groups I was a part of was the evident gap in the age mm. um but with RMA and the online community it was kind of like it was never really a question to me like um I was able to connect with other mums across the country um and even locally like when I started going to park run and you know, you, you wear your little RMA visor and it it's a, starts to be a bit of a talking point. Um, yeah. And you have that common passion for whether it be walking or running or, you know, jogging or whatever. It, it just, I never really questioned the age difference. And I know that that might sound so silly, but it was, 
it was such a big thing for me when I became a mum. And I think it was it was out of an area of fear that I was kind of too young to be a mum. And there was a lot of um, you know, self-doubt and questioning in my ability because of my age. Mm. Um, so I think having that community where that wasn't even a thought that went through my head. Um, and I was able to learn from them, share mem- um, experiences and everything. It was it was one of the first communities that I just felt truly comfortable in. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me happy because it's so true, though, when I think about RMA and just all the conversations that happen, particularly online, nobody asks anyone's age. No yeah. one cares. Like yeah. there's no question about age unless someone's specifically talking about their age. No yeah. one even yeah. cares. It doesn't even enter the equation. It's like we're all on this journey together no matter where we are. And mm. what I love about it is that we have women that are, you know, in their 70s, still running, and then there's women who are in their 20s still running mm. or starting running or what have you or continued through childhood to then. And everybody loves it anyway. And everyone talks about their experiences like they're connected anyway. Mm. So, and we learn from each other. We can learn from the people in their 20s and we can learn from the people in their 70s and we can learn from the in-betweeners like me in my 40s. Like, and I wouldn't even, if I was to meet you at Parkrun and I saw you in your RMA kit, I wouldn't even think twice about the fact that we couldn't be connected as friends because you're in your 20s and I'm in my 40s wouldn't even enter my sphere it'd just be like well we both love something and we both could do that together like it's just yeah and I think that is what's unique about our community and it's great that there are other communities out there that specifically target certain age groups but I think that that is something really unique about RMA is that we span across Mm. generations and and it's really beautiful because we can all learn from each other in that regard it is interesting when you think about how and running sort of unites us and connects us and so does any kind of sport I guess um people don't always think about age as a factor really in terms Mm. of how it connects us in that way so I'm glad that you found community um and that you feel comfortable in that network. But also I'm glad that you feel comfortable enough to share your journey with other people, which you have done so openly. And I want to talk about that in terms of like you started a, a, a page on Instagram, mm. um, Running Wild and Free, you called it. Um, and, it, you know, what was the reason for you creating that page? Mm. Um, so Running Wild and Free was created around the same time I decided to join um, my local football club. Um, I believe it was in 2018 and I felt compelled to go back to a um, group sport and at the time footy was very attractive to me. So with the support of um, Jared, my partner, and my mum, I decided to head down to my local footy team Um, And I had a couple cousins that also played for the same team. So there was a bit of that connection there already. And um, I was able to meet some other women that were local to me and, you know, reconnect that way. Um, But down at the club, I met a girl who I actually did athletics with back in high school and we reconnected and she was um, going through a journey of training for Berlin Marathon 
and she had set the goal to run it with her parents who were doing their um, six world major marathons. And I think through her journey and watching her train and follow following her journey and even seeing photos of her in Berlin, I was incredibly inspired. Uh, we actually became very good friends and she's one of my closest friends now. And I think, um, yeah, seeing all the photos and just kind of realising that a marathon was something that I could achieve because it was the first time that I had really seen anyone my age kind of set that goal. At the um, age of 22, a marathon isn't really on everyone's list of things to do. Yeah. So I think, you know, I've I've seen a lot of my mum's friends and a lot of people in the running wider running community achieve those goals. And yeah, uh, this friend really made me realise that it was something that I could really um, set myself. So I kind of came home and I turned to mum and I said, I think I, I want to do a marathon. And her eyes lit up and she said, right, we're doing it. And um she said, if you want to do a marathon, let's do New York. And I kind of thought, all right, <laughs> you know, let's let's dream big here. Mm-hmm. And um, soon after, New York became a bit more of a reality. You know, we we made the commitment. We ended up registering and um, that was pretty much it. Once you put your name down, you feel like you've got to, got to do the work. So I think uh, my Instagram page, I decided to create it um, to kind of keep myself accountable uh, to have, I I knew that if I had, you know, other people's eyes on what I was doing, I would feel uh, a little bit more like motivated to continue to do it. And I I chose Instagram in particular because it kind of um, became a little bit of a creative outlet for me. I really enjoyed going out on the trails or the tracks and taking photos of places I've been. And because Instagram's such a visual platform, I was able to share what I've done and my training in that sort of easy um, to digest format. A couple months or a couple of weeks into my marathon journey, mum and I went to a a ball, a charity ball for a charity that mum was quite close with the founders of um, and the charity was Team Kill Cancer. And the night of the charity, I was there with a few of my family members because we'd gotten a table together and I spent the whole night just overwhelmed with all the amount of people that came together and, you know, supported this cause and um, the charity itself the work that they do, they they spend a lot of their time supporting people in the local community and wider community that are either battling cancer themselves or affected by um, someone they know that is going through the same journey. Mm. And so what they do rather than, you know, raising money for research, they actually um, support those people by either providing things like care packages or they've done things like providing petrol vouchers or grocery vouchers or even, you know, paying rent, you know, making anything they can to make the people's lives a little bit easier Mm -hmm. and take some of the other burdens off 
um, them while they're going through their journey. And I think, um, I think it's incredible. I think, you know, I don't feel like um, you can give enough support to anyone going through a journey like that. I remember the next morning, mum gave me a call and she had a cousin that was um, battling through cancer and she called me up and unfortunately she shared with me that he had passed away. And it was just one of those series of events that happened and it, it was just kind of like, you know, I, I spent a night, you know, absolutely moved by this community that um, supporting people on that, that journey and then mum's cousin passed away the next morning and then I thought about New York and I thought I could really, really do something with this and I felt like I could get involved and give back. So I decided to use that platform and reach out to Team Kill Cancer and ask them if I could use my journey to New York as a way of sharing what they do mm. and um, raising the awareness of um, all the work that they do in the community, but also with the intention to raise a little bit of money so they could continue to do that work. Yeah. Um, so I set the goal of $5,000, which I thought was massive and <laughs> it is massive. Um, and I guess my Instagram just kind of developed and evolved with me as my journey evolved um, and it, it did come a bit like a campaign. So I was able to really use it to um, show people the events I was doing and then able to, um, yeah, ra continue to raise awareness or fly the flag for Team Cool Cancer. And it was very interesting, you know, the more I connected with people, the more people jumped on board and it really became a little bit of a community mm -hmm. and continued to motivate me and inspire me on my training journey to New York. So what was it like? Let's talk about New York. Like, obviously, you guys trained and it wasn't long after you started training that your mum hit you with a bombshell that you <laughs> was moving away. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that like? Because you would have had to do a lot of the training on your own. And also when you finally got to New York and you'd raised funds and how much did you raise? Um, what was that experience like for you? So, yeah, New York was incomparable. It was, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I think being my first marathon, I tried not to put too much of an expectation on it. Although as, as soon as you tell someone in a running community what event you're doing, um, all these people pop up with, you know, I've done that, it's great. And you, you'll, you know, you, you'll, nothing's like it. Um, and I tried to listen and you know take advice as much as possible but I really wanted it to be my own experience and not see it through the eyes of someone else um but when we got there it was honestly like nothing I expected mm -hmm. um I made it over to New York and I think I'd raised just over five thousand dollars so I, I'm pretty sure I, I reached my five thousand either a week or two out um awesome. and it was yeah it was pretty incredible um and so yeah mum and I went over there and we were only there for five days so it was a bit of a power trip yeah. <laughs> I remember um meeting her on the way up because as you mentioned she was up in Queensland and so I think we met in Sydney and you know we we only had a couple of days to plan and then um we got there and did 
all the race expo and all that experience and tried to do as much of a self-guided tour as possible. And then it was race day. Um, And the run itself, oh, my goodness, Nicole, it is just the atmosphere is so, like, energetic and you're constantly, constantly being supported by locals and they're just so proud to have you in that city Mm. and they're so proud to um, show off you know their neighborhoods and running through all the five boroughs you could really tell the different you know cultural influences yeah. as you're running and it was just like a massive party and I got a bit worried afterwards that you know it was it was nothing would compare to it and any other run afterwards just wouldn't be enough but um yeah I think yeah <laughs> I think the thing that really made New York um, a little bit more meaningful was um, all that work I did leading up to it and knowing that people were following my journey and, you know, messaging me and um, it it meant a lot more to me knowing that it meant something to them Um, but also sharing it with mum because mum was obviously a very, very big influence in my running journey and um i wouldn't have i wouldn't have been able to do it without her uh, in in all honesty she had that much more um mileage in her legs that there were many times where it was like stopping to keep up with me um, <laughs> so i'm very very grateful for her being there oh it's so beautiful it's kind of like you came full circle like you know your mum was the runner and then she kind of inspired you to start and then you know along the way you got stronger and then you got to share that experience together and on top of that you got to do something incredible for others um which which I guess gives a bit more depth to the meaning of why we run and what we do Mm. why we do it um and yeah I've done that in the past too like raised funds for my first marathon as well which was Sydney Marathon um I Mm. raised money for autism spectrum and and you set this lofty goal and you think I'm not going to make that goal like but you it's amazing how people will get behind you when they know how much it means to you and and how much that cause you know needs those funds and yeah it's pretty special and to and it's such a good motivator like to get you doing the work that you need to do to be able to tick that goal off um so yeah, congratulations. I mean, I would <laughs> love to run New York Marathon. As I've said to you before, we were supposed to do that in 2020 and um, unfortunately COVID hit and then we still haven't done it, but it's still on the bucket list and hopefully we'll get there one day. Did you go through like a traveling fit or something like that? How did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. we yeah. went through traveling fit. It yeah. was so well organized and it was just so nice to again, connect with people that were doing it as well. And yeah. I, I've met people from New York that I still see at events, um, like, for example, last weekend. Yeah. Um, and, you, yeah, it's just so nice to just kind of see them yeah. here and there. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, before you ran New York, like, had you done, I, mean, I know you said you'd been running, you'd been running for a few years, but had you done anything, like, really big? I guess that was your first marathon, but had you done, like, half marathons or anything big or was this like a huge jump for you um yeah I did so leading up to um leading up to New York I I think I went a little bit crazy 
because I I did do a few halves that year as part of training and I, I kind of used those events to continue to fly the flag for that charity, you know, wear the, the charity top and, um, you know, yeah. do all that. So, uh, but no, it was definitely the first big event that I've ever done. Mm. So. so I know that this is something that most people will say after they run a marathon or an ultra or anything, even a half marathon, they'll say, that was so hard. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> or they might say that was amazing. I can't wait to do that again. Um, what did you say? <laughs> I honestly can't remember. Um, I think I was just so caught up in it all for a while. I felt like I was running on a high. Mm. Um, I, Yeah, I think it was a I will do that again, but not now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I know with more recent runs, um, like last year when I ran my first ultra, um, I finished it and I was like, yeah, I, I don't think I could do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I said that before and then the next week I've signed up for exactly the same race the following year. <laughs> <laughs> we all say it, Maddie, but we don't really mean it. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, it's so funny. I love asking people that question because we all say it and then we continue. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about your um involvement in Spartans and um things like that. So obstacle racing, um, yeah, yeah. because you know we talked a little about how you like football and you love running. But when did obstacle racing enter your sphere? <laughs> Um, I think Spartan kind of came on the scene when I was coaching um, at a gym yeah. and in the gym we tried to get, you know, team events happening and we did yeah. things like um, stair events and running as much as I really, really tried to <laughs> uh, inspire or motivate some of the members. It, it's it's not for everyone. Yeah. Um, and I think given the the type of training that we did in the gym spartan was a little bit more attractive to a lot of the members um and so yeah i thought why not um i really liked as the strength training i really liked the functional training um i really liked challenging myself mm. and i i think being a coach at the time i felt a little bit more um accountable to you know lead the way mm -hmm. so i i did my first Spartan and it was honestly like I immediately fell in love with it. Um, I think having the combination of the running and then the strength components mm. and the full body activity yeah. um, just really kind of gave me a different uh, fire in my belly, I guess. Yeah. Um, and after, yeah, after I did my first one, I was like, right, what's next? What's next? Mm. Um, and kind of like running, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think you start meeting people who are really enabling. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm. So, what's the biggest um, obstacle course, obstacle <laughs> event, I guess you call it, that you've done? Um, so I think it was actually this year's event. I did Spartan in Borbor um, in February. So I signed up for what is called a trifecta. 
and it's a multi-day event where you do three events in one weekend. Um, so it's a five-kilometre obstacle course and then a 10-kilometre on the same day. And then the next day you come back and do 21. Wow. And, yeah. So it's 21 kilometres of running with obstacles. Um, obstacles along the way. Oh, yeah. my gosh. What kind of obstacles are you going like what are, you, what are you doing? Can you give people an idea of what kind of things you might do on something like that? Um, so you do things like monkey bars and rope climbing. Um, you do things like carrying weights, um, carrying sandbags. Yeah, a lot of overhead stuff. Yeah. I, th- I think um, the thing about Borbor in particular is it wasn't just about the obstacles but about the elevation so in the 21 kilometers I think we ended up covering uh was like 1200 meters of vertical elevation so it was pretty gnarly (laughs) yeah you would have been a bit knackered after that yeah (laughs) considering you'd already done the five and the ten as well the day before wow oh well done have you got any um goals to do another one of those this year I think so. I'm actually looking at um, doing, there's one in New South Wales coming up at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have my eyes set on that, but I, I just need to convince a few other people to let me go to that one before <laughs> I can register. So we'll see what happens there. <laughs> yeah. So what would your like typical week of training look like then seeing you do compete in different types of events? Obviously, And we'll talk a little bit about that, like you do trail running as well. So what type of training do you enjoy and do you follow a program or are you just a bit fluid with depending on what you're training for? Uh, At the moment, I've been pretty fluid. So I think this year I decided to kind of take a step back from committing to anything too big after obviously that (laughs) obstacle course in Feb. Um, But in the past, I've had a coach and I've followed a program. I think with my training and juggling the routine of our family, I've had to do a lot of um, evening or night running. So that that kind of works best is once the girls are down and settled, I kind of, you know, grab my head torch and head out. Um, And it it's always been a combination of running with gym work. Um, But since getting a little bit more into the obstacle course stuff I've I've joined a gym that um you know obstacle course races train at but also you know ninja warrior athletes yep. train at so it's a set kind of class a group fitness class and it, it gives you all the skills and techniques to be able to do those um obstacles so that that's been really fun yeah. um it's different and yeah. yeah it just kind of keeps you going um yeah. But in terms of currently, I just I kind of am training to how I'm feeling, mm. you know, day to day. Yeah, so it, it is a bit fluid. Mm. Love it. Yeah, I mean, you've got to just kind of um, work with what you can do, I guess, with family and commitments. You've got two young girls and job and. I mean, <laughs> Fitting it all in is difficult, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> like it was fitting this podcast in. <laughs> um, you know, this is our second night trying to record because we've got little kids and times just <laughs> don't always work out. But, you know, we make it happen. And I guess if it means 
something to us, we make it happen. And obviously it's meant a lot to you and you've made it work. Um, I wanted to talk to you about your first experience um, with trail running um, because a lot of people, a lot of women in particular struggle with getting on the trails. They find it um, a little bit intimidating and um, scary and a bit of a challenge and they're not quite sure what to expect. Like, was that something that you were concerned about with trail running? Like how was your, where, where did that get introduced to you? Uh, Yeah. So the trails I think have always been something that I've been quite familiar with just with mum and um, all the events she's done. Um, it, It was, something that I was a little bit nervous about doing. Um, I was a road runner for a while, uh, but it was actually my cousin that got me onto the trails, um, the same one that introduced me to Running Mums Australia. Um, she, <laughs> yeah, she does. Um, she uh, introduced me to an event down here in Melbourne called Two Bays. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a really good kind of introductory to trail event. It's it's quite challenging, but it's not quite technical. Yeah. Um, and so I said to her, you know, I'll do it with you. And, um, yeah, again, it was one of those moments where it was like just it opened my eyes up to something new because, it's constantly changing, you know, the the trails and the the scenery around you and where it can take you. Every trail is a new adventure, and the the community is actually quite different to ro- the road community. Yeah. Um. It, it's I don't even know how to explain it because both communities are great, but there's something about trail runners, and I think it was quite evident to me in. Um, one of my most recent trail runs where I uh, had a fall for the first time. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, you know, one of those um, waiting to happen moments. And uh, when it did happen, I I finished and mum was at the finish line and she's like, oh, now you're a real trail runner. (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the club. Um, But, yeah, when when I fell, it, you know, I was so close to the finish line and I think that was part of the reason why I fell because I just kind of switched off. Mm. But um, after I fell and I, you know, stepped to the side and then started walking, there wasn't a single person that passed me that didn't stop and offer help or see if I was all right. And I just feel like you wouldn't get that in a road race everyone's kind of doing their own thing and you know um and I just thought that you know that's incredible that that it brings that sort of um community yeah it absolutely does and I mean I've been on the trails for a long time now and I did start on the roads as well and you can see the stark difference in (laughs) in um people's attitudes I guess on the trails compared to the roads um we just look out for each other that little bit more, I guess. Everyone's a little bit more relaxed, perhaps. Not everyone, but most people <laughs> are a little bit more relaxed about being out in nature and just competing in that way. And obviously you are quite competitive on the trails and you've had some good results on the trails as well. <laughs> you've been on the podium a few times. Yeah. Um, which is great. And, you know, it shows your strength um, in your body. Like, you know, you said back earlier that, you know, you're, 
your high school run coach thought you should be a sprinter because you had the legs and ready for power. Well, obviously you've got that power for the trails. Um, so it has transpired over to somewhere. Um, and that coupled with your endurance obviously helps you be a better athlete. So, and, and obviously your, your Spartan training, your strength training, your footy, all the things that you do and being a mom, so being able to be resilient, um, has worked for you. What's some of the highlights of some of the runs that you've done in the last few years that sort of have, I guess, boosted your confidence in your ability as a trail runner? I think the run that stands out for me is one I did in 2021. Um, it was a 15-kilometre event in the Yu Yangs, um, which is down in Melbourne, just outside of Geelong, on the way to Geelong from Melbourne. Um, and I signed up for it. I think it was the 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 year I, I wanted to get a little bit more exposure to trails. So I just signed up for a few different trail runs and I was I got there and I kind of didn't really have set, you know, an expectation or a goal on how to perform. I just wanted to, you know, get it done. And the um event was quite special to me because I remember supporting my mum on that event a few years before and it I I can't remember what she was doing she must have been doing a 50k event because I remember just standing at one of the aid stations waiting for her to get in and just watching all the other trail runners and watching either a sunset or a sunrise on um off the the Yu Yang's ranges and I just there was something in the air I just thought I had to come back there and whether I hike it or run it or what have you but um having that opportunity to run it and running the trails that I know my mum had run before um I, I really kind of felt a bit of her out there and while I was out there I, I just kind of got lost in the moment and it was I think a couple k's from the finish that I was running with um I think it was a guy at the time and he said oh you're doing very well and I was like oh yeah <laughs> and um as I started getting closer to the finish a couple spectators you know were really excited to see see me and I thought oh this is different you know <laughs> yeah. and um I ended up winning the the event which is the first time I've ever won an event and yeah, yeah just the combination of having mum there with me and it being a, a run that mum's done although she did it a much longer version of it um yeah it's it's definitely probably one that's been a highlight to me and I mean your relationship with your mum like obviously is so strong and you can yeah. tell that she is someone that totally you look up to and it's nice to have that bond and you've been through a lot together um <laughs> and you decided to run your first ultra together yeah. Um, yeah. at the Surf Coast Century 100. So you did the team team event. Um, so you each ran 50Ks. Um, can you tell us just a little bit about that experience of running your first ultra? And obviously you didn't have your mum by your side because it's a tag team event, right? That's correct, yeah. You run 50 yeah. and then next person runs. So which which did you do, the beginning or the end? And um, tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, so I I did the second half of the event. Um, Mum did the first leg and I, I can't remember how we came up with that decision. I think it was mum I should start by saying mum's done the full hundred I think she said seven or eight times she was up oh, to so she's not she knows that event, that event yeah oh my gosh wow I've done that one once the hundred <laughs> that was my first 100k yeah great event yeah and and she obviously loves it goes back for more um and so she knows the the course quite well and I think she must have mentioned something about the first one being a little bit more technical, having to scramble around some, you know, um, outlets on the beach. <laughs> yes, and not get swept to sea sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the second one, uh, the second leg, I guess you're, you're running in the night and I just knew with all the training that I've done in the dark I was a little bit more familiar with that and there was also a little bit more elevation in the second leg and um I kind of love my hills so yeah yeah I got a bit excited about that um so yeah when we kind of decided to take on that adventure um yeah, we, we started training for it and mum obviously was training up in Queensland so she was doing events up there and I was trying to get my training done down here and did a lot of it by myself mm-hmm. um, and I was under the guidance of a coach which was great um, and they were really, really helpful with making sure that I got all the the strengths um, not only in the gym but, you know, the the hills and the the um all that sort of stuff and I went in there feeling um very prepared although um I I got a little bit sick leading up to it which was unfortunate Mm -hmm. but it was just given the time you know you couldn't pick them um but yeah we ended up heading down there and my partner and my girls came with me and it, it was one of those events that having the whole support crew um just yeah yeah makes it special (laughs) yeah it makes it very special um and I think um being able to support mum and then having her support me in the second leg Mm. was pretty incredible because um there were moments where I thought I remember running up a hill towards the end and I just thought that's it I'm done with running. I'm never <laughs> running again. This is it. <laughs> um, yeah, I can see how that happens in 50Ks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember coming over that finish line and and one of the event organisers, you know, interviewed mum and I and said, so you're doing it again? And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, let's see how you feel the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You get a, a cool stein, so that's fun. You know, beer stein, do you get that for the team event? No, no. Oh, that's, yeah, no. Oh, I need I've, to do the 400 solo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. And I love that your family was there. I love that the girls got to see you um, take on a challenge like that and they've seen you do this a few times now. Um, most recently... When you ran at Buffalo Stampede just a few yeah, weeks yeah. ago, where you had the unfortunate fall, 
but still finished. And there was a photo of you running through um, and at the end and with your daughter. Yeah. Um, what does it mean to you to have your girls there? And what are you wanting to teach your girls about life through your experiences and adventures? Having, yeah, having the girls there, um, it, it just, it gives you a, a bit more of like a reason to run. And I know that sounds very, you know, strange, but I think when you're out on the trails and, and you know, you start thinking through, you know, your head goes in all different places and, and just knowing that your girls are there at the finish line and um, ready to watch you come through, it just kind of makes it all that bit easier to get through some of the harder moments in your runs. Um, Buffalo was not only a uh, weekend that was special to me, it was uh, a bit a bit of passing the torch. Um, so Harper had her first trail event and and mum was there to kind of send her off so I think it it was pretty special to hear that um, mum has not only had that influence on me but has also influenced um, my daughter who who's who's quite eager to explore some trails herself I I think for me I I just I'm wanting to show the girls that they can do whatever they want to do. I think, you know, running has been a very important outlet for me um, with my journey with, you know, my um, battle with my mental health and just general life. You know, we all have different things going on and having that ability to get out and just clear yourself and do amazing things while doing so and um, exploring new places and meeting new people and everything. And and just, as I said, most importantly, making that time for yourself and proving to them that if you want to do it, you can. Um, And I think Buffalo Stampede was very much resembled that um, because I was able to do it with the support of my mum and having my two girls at the finish line, um, but also Harper uh, was able to run her first uh, running event, trail running event, um, and unfortunately I didn't get to see her do it. I did see photos, but mum was the one that supported her as well and, you know, got her to the start and got her to the finish and um, it, it was quite special because she's obviously been a big influence for me with my running and um, it was kind of like a passing of the torch moment down to Harper and just to see that she she loves it and I think the race brief she gave me afterwards was <laughs> cute. She said, I, I, met a, I met a guy called Ollie and we went up a mountain and then we chit-chatted on the way home. <laughs> And I looked up the course and I was like, I don't know if you went up a mountain, but. (laughs) (laughs) How far did she have to run? It was two (laughs) kilometres. She went up a mountain. (laughs) Maybe it did feel like a mountain to her. (laughs) I mean, she's what, seven, six? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she's six. And I think, you know, with all the talk of all the mountains that all the other runners are doing, she thought that she must have 
done the same. So um, it's it is so nice to see the the excitement and and just the pure happiness that she gets from something that I obviously really enjoy doing and and watching Brody kind of um, feed off that as well and you know ask to go running and um, at Buffalo it was. It was so cute because I had my run and Harper had her run and and Brody needed her run. So <laughs> I think we went down to the finishing or the starting shoot and let Brody run up and down a couple of times and <laughs> film it. And she was so excited to just be a part of all the action. So oh, that's so cute. Yeah. And what do you think? Just um, briefly, what did you think of Buffalo? Because obviously that's one of our event partners and. I'd love to be able to get there and do that race one day. Unfortunately, it was a bit last minute for me to get down there this year. Um, but yeah, tell me what you think of it. You did the 20. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So the 20. That's probably enough at Buffalo that I'd do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I It was the second time I've done it. Yeah. Um, and I just, I loved it. I, I as I said, I, I kind of love the hills. Yeah. And and there's something about it that I just kind of, the elevation is like incomparable to anything that I've done before. I know that there's other races out there, but, um, you know, when you get to a point where you're looking up at mm-hmm. hundreds of metres of elevation, yeah. um, I just love kind of internalising it and just setting the goal to get up to the hike up to the top and, um yeah it, it's it, it brings a certain crowd and and they're all amazing and the yeah I really love the event I would highly recommend it and I plan on going back for more hopefully <laughs> okay, well, hopefully maybe I might be able to get there next year I, I hope to um definitely so yeah. put it on your list <laughs> yeah, I think I will I think I will I've already sort of mentioned it to a few people so hopefully we can get get down there and um make a weekend of it sounds like a great weekend and the guys who run it are amazing as well so yeah, yeah. love to get and there. right is just phenomenal like yeah. I, I think I said on one of my um posts it's the closest place to heaven you'll get because it's just so beautiful mm. it is it really is yeah I haven't been I've been no I have been sorry I've driven through bright before um but like a very very long time ago and I still remember how beautiful it was because I think we were there in like um, the end of autumn, so like there was just all the beautiful leaves, and it was just gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk to you about um, your running goals now. So, have you got any on the cards for the the rest of the year, or are we just having a break? I think with last year being so big for me. Um, I decided to kind of pull it back this year, but I can kind of already see little things popping up on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't locked into anything yet, but I do have my eye on a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have something a little bit different in the works. Unfortunately, I can't share it, but some exciting <laughs> stuff is happening. <laughs> Well, people have to follow you on your Instagram. <laughs> we'll put that yeah. in the show. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there, there'll definitely be things popping up. I'm just trying to think if if there's anything. I haven't got anything locked in. Um, I think I, I definitely want to get back up to Gold Coast. Um, last year it didn't really go to the way I planned, so I think I need to do a little bit of a redemption run up there um, because it was 
a beautiful atmosphere and I think that's where I met you. Yeah. Um, and I, I would just love to go back and really give it a good crack. So maybe not this year but maybe next year yeah watch this space all right well <laughs> I've got some questions for you for the RMA hot lap so we're going to finish off with these five questions so the first one is what is your and this might be a really hard one to answer but um what is your best running experience to date I would still say New York marathon would have to be my best running experience um I've, I've since done a couple of the marathons and they've all been great. They've all had their own lessons and reasons, but New York is is definitely just going to hold a special place in my heart, I think. Yeah, not only because it was your first one, but you got to share it with your mom and I can just imagine the the, the place was just pumping. <laughs> so yeah. It's been amazing. What is the best thing about being a young mum? Yeah, I think the best thing about being a young mum is being able to experience big milestones in your life with your children. Um, I think not everyone has that opportunity and there are some really special moments in your life and being able to share that with with your your kids is is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm going off track, but my partner and I are getting married at the end of this year. And, and yeah, knowing that our, our girls will be a part of that and they are a bigger part of us and our journey as a family and a couple and being able to share that with them is, is I mean, it's it's not the, the traditional way of how you do things, but it's it's pretty, pretty incredible. So That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a very special day. And it is cool that they're going to get to share that experience with you. That yeah. is really cool. That is a massive milestone. So well done to you guys. Can't wait to see the pictures. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so then what is the hardest thing or was the hardest thing about being a younger mother? Um, I found it really challenging uh, trying to, I guess, at the age I was, it's it's the time you you start setting up your life. Um, so whether it be, you know, studying or, or starting a career or whatever you want to do with your life. Um, for me, it was studying, um, and unfortunately, I had to pause it. Um, but I think you know, I, I if there's anything I've learned, you can still do. Like there's no perfect time to do anything and you can still have those achievements. But I think um, the challenge for me at the time was probably realising that um, because we're so, we're, we're brought up to think that you have to do things a certain way. And, you know, once you finish school, you go and study and then you get a job and then that's mm -hmm. when you probably start to have a family. And I was kind of breaking the rules a little bit um, <laughs> and, it was really challenging to be like, you know what? So what? Mm. You know, there's no right way to do anything. And yeah, it, as I said, it took me a little while to, to figure that out. But um, yeah, once I kind of started to go to the beat of my own drum, it, it really changed my perspective of things. And that's probably around the same time where I, I've 
found something I was really passionate about and invested that energy into my running. But yeah, that that was probably one of the biggest challenges. Definitely. But look at you now. I mean, <laughs> if you think back to like, oh, this is getting an extra question. Uh, if you think back to like where you were at the start of your journey with motherhood, could you have imagined like where you've ended up? Not now? at all. Not at all. Yeah, I would have never thought I would be where I am today doing the things I'm doing today, like thinking back to who I was just before, um, you know, finding out I was going to have a baby. My life is obviously somewhat the same, but I think the things I'm doing are are quite different and I I wouldn't change it. I'm very grateful for what I'm able to do. My next question is, what is your bucket list running dream if you have one i met this girl or lady or out um when i was in new york and i was on the shuttle bus heading to the start line of new york and i was just blown away to hear what she had done um you know she was doing her six world majors and Uh, I think it was, you know, the second time or something, but she opened me up to the world of the Dopey Challenge. Um, So that, look, I'm not a big, big fan of um, Disney World. I've never been, but I think that the concept of that multi-day event, um, so doing the five, the ten, the half, and then the the full, um, I think just fascinates me and yeah it's definitely something and I think maybe there's an element of wanting to take the kids to Disney World I don't know but it's definitely one that's on my list of things to do one day that's cool actually I do remember an RMA doing that a few years ago so if you type in I guess just type in dopey challenge or something in RMA it will probably come up there's a few people that have done it um, yeah I didn't even realize it still existed so that's cool yeah well I I, I hope it does I hope so <laughs> I hope so seeing it's your bucket list I know otherwise I need to find a new bucket list <laughs> yeah. <Hopefully not. laughs> okay my last question is what is the biggest lesson that you have learned about yourself on your journey that's a very deep question <laughs> <I know. laughs> sorry I tend to ask deep questions in the hot lap. <laughs> I think one of the the biggest things I've learned about myself, and I'm still learning, and I think it's it's one of those lessons that you're still going to learn. And if you're anything like I know you are, and I am, a lot of the women of RMA are, is um we like to continue to challenge ourselves and I think I'm still learning what I'm capable of and just how far I can push myself and I know like I've pushed myself pretty far in some of the things I've done but I also know that there's a little bit more I can keep pushing so I think just the strength that I've found and the tenacity and um, there are times where I, I honestly didn't think I had it in me um and it kind of I can take it into other aspects of my life because if there's challenges that I'm confronted with in you know work or in any areas social um I kind of think back to what I I can do physically and I just know that 
there's almost nothing that we can't overcome. Believing yourself. Yeah, believing yourself. That's definitely right. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. It's been so lovely to chat to you and get to know you more, especially over the last two nights. <laughs> I'm lucky <laughs> I got to spend two nights with you. Um, so, yeah, thank you for sharing your journey. And so people can follow you on your Instagram, so I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. Um, is there anything else that you want to add or share with the listeners? I, I just want to say that I think what you've done, Nicole, is incredible um, and creating that community that that gives women a sense of connection Um you know, from all areas of Australia and even the world, because I know some women that are international out there. And it's just, it's phenomenal. And yeah, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, I hope you loved this episode with Maddie Wild. What a beautiful story. And I hope that it inspired you to get out and live your best life and have a go. Maybe it's something new like football or obstacle racing. If you want to follow on Maddie's journey, you can do so over on her Instagram, which I'll put in the show notes, which is running wild and free. There's a few dots in there. So I will put the Instagram handle on the show notes so that you can follow along Maddie's journey. And I look forward to seeing what she has in store for the rest of this year. Wherever you are, I hope you are safe and well, and I look forward to sharing in the podcast with you with our next guest in a few weeks' time. For now, I'll speak to you next time.